0: Welcome to Cosmic
1: Comics, Games and Collectibles, your Zen of geekism. We carry comics old and new, magazines, toys, games like Pokemon, Magic, D&D, Want Godzilla, Ultraman, Star Trek, Ninja Turtles, Funko Pops, you'll find it all here. Shop our Cosmic Sound Room and pick up a record or two. Enjoy our Comic Coffee Lounge with a cup of Sasquatch coffee or a delicious menu item while geeking out over a super cool movie on our big screen. Come by and say hello to Maui cosmic comic games and collectibles Superman loves us and so will you
0: And good evening, everybody. I am R.J. Carter, Senior Managing Editor here at criticalblast.com. Yes, we do have a .com site if you're wondering where we talk more in depth about some of the comics that come out. Uh, and, you know, you'd really help us out a lot if you'd just, like, read it every once in a while. Um, I know you already are. There are other ways to help us out, and I'm not going to beg, but one of them's watching this channel. And we thank you for being here. We have a special guest with us tonight. I was just watching him over on Purchase channel, and if you are not subscribed to uh, Comics Perch, you should be because you will get some of the more in-depth industry analysis and uh, fun at poking at comics than you will on almost any other channel on the internet. So definitely head over there and uh, do that after this. After this, he'll, he'll always be there. Uh, with us tonight, we have Clint Stoker, who's just launched his third volume of Downcast. Clint, welcome to the show, how you doing?
1: Hey, thanks for having to me. I, I talked to you before, but I want to do it publicly as well and apologize. Every time I do these like, stream-a-thons uh, on channels, I try to make sure I have all the times correct because everybody's in different time zone, and I kind of messed up there a little bit, including with the runtime of purchase stream. So apologies for that, uh, but I'm happy to be streaming with you.
0: <laughs> well, we're happy to have you here, and I, I hope you have a good supply of bottled water because you're going to be you have been ball, balls-to-the-wall streaming lately because of the launch of, uh, of Downcast 3, Submerged. Yeah. And, and by the way, the, uh, the, the title that folks saw on the thumbnail, that's uh, that, that's RJ fan lettering. That's not the title.
1: <laughs> I love how you have the three in there for the E.
0: <laughs> well, I, I got the idea from your own chat the other day when you were talking about doing uh, uh, Downcast 4, and I just threw it into the chat, Down DownC4ST. Yeah. (laughs) Um, And then somebody else had forecast, which I thought was much better. But yeah,
1: (laughs) forecast. I like that, too.
0: So I'm just looking at the numbers here. I did a real quick look back at Downcast 1 and 2. Uh, Downcast 1 ended at 31,000 with 924 backers. Uh, Number 2 ended at 43,000 with 900. Okay, I'm reading cross-eyed. 924, then 941. You went from 31,000 to 43,000. Right now, you've got a third of the backers already in place. Uh, you're at seventeen thousand. Um, is, is your backer tracker forecasting that you're going to blow past the uh, the level you hit with number two?
1: Um, it, it's a little tough. I follow. I do follow backer tracker, but it doesn't give you very accurate numbers until probably the end of week two of the campaign, because it has to factor in your slow. Uh, time. So we're in today has like really begun the slow grindy uh, climb that gets a lot of creators really, you know, anxious and frustrated with with what the backers coming in. Um, And so I I think that we're on track for number two based off of day one and day two numbers. It's very similar to downcast number two and what we were getting there, but with one fairly major difference. And that is that we haven't yet sold the original cover for downcast three. So if you think about that, that's an extra thousand dollar lead that both downcast one and two had in the first day, the first few hours really that we sold the original covers for each respective campaign. So uh, the fact that we still have the cover means that we raised more money off of regular backers uh, by a thousand dollars, which is actually impressive. Um, and so, whether the cover sells or not is not really important to me. It's more, it more has to do with these are just regular backers on our average backer yeah. amount that has pulled us up to that same level. So, which,
0: which would imply that you've got more backers at this point in the game than you did the last time at this same point.
1: It's, it's very similar to uh, the number of backers we had on Downcast 2. So, it's, it's close. The average backer amount, dollar amount is slightly up. Uh, and then we have slightly fewer backers on this one, but it not, I would think that the difference is negligible. It's really close. Well,
0: one of the things I've been, I was holding off on until you could get on the stream here. Cause I didn't want to go live, you know, without you. Cause I, yeah, I it would it. be totally dead air, but I've got a box in the mail today and I've been dying to unbox it. Um, to do the, to do the live unboxing here.
1: Oh, you got stickers, huh? I, I'm guessing. I,
0: I got stuff from Sticker Mule. Yeah. yeah. You, the, the tape is recognizable. And uh, I cannot, I, I, I know kind of what's in here, but I can't wait to like show it off. First of all, we got bubble wrap. So, you know, that that's a night's nice entertainment right there. Oh, yeah. Um, I don't, oh, I know what's in here. This is a special tube.
1: You got hot sauce, maybe? I got
0: hot sauce. Heck yeah. It was free. <laughs> Free hot sauce. Have you had their hot sauce yet?
1: Yeah, I ordered stickers. A total surprise. I ordered stickers once, and I guess it was enough to get hot sauce. So I got hot sauce, and it's okay. It's pretty oh, good.
0: I will put it right here, right on the, uh, right on my coaster, which happens to have their meals from my last order. Um, so okay, what have I? I have got these big white bags.
1: Okay, nice. Very cool. Is that like a a bag you'd get in the comic shop? Uh, Or are they syllable bags? Oh, they are syllable. Oh, that's nice. I don't hear you. I think you're muted. How about now? That's better.
0: Yeah, I did pull the cord right out with the box. (laughs) Um, Yeah, this is a syllable bag. This fits... An, uh, a gemini mailer so the gemini mailer will slide down in here oh and then it will be sealed and then when it arrives on your doorstep you will know that red eyes 2 has arrived and it'll be you know like an event kind of thing to yeah. hopefully people be unbagging keeps the um, water out too it does keep the water out this was uh something we did for the first five customers that we loaded up on our um as part of our critical blast logistics we're, we're helping the foreign, um, the international shippers uh, by doing drop ships. So, you know, we have, uh, if you've seen Kimisabi's uh, The Company Men, that has been. I, I don't think well, so. It's coming out of Australia. It's a real cool looking book. Okay. But, but because he consulted with us first and he's using our services, it's shipping from Australia for $10. Wow. Uh, yes. So that's, that's the big thing here.
1: That is a really big deal and then we've
0: got the other one we have our books for our, our covers for the embrace uh also bags just more of them oh nice. love the smell of melty plastic
1: yeah <laughs> nice. uh, i'm
0: going to be high the rest of the night so so that's what we got and if you guys were uh watching the stream and you got your sneak peek otherwise i'll take photos and send it to both of you guys later and let you know what we got uh, Nice. We've already got questions for you. Something about you denouncing Kickstarter in this stream. <laughs> um, is is there um a-
1: It's probably uh, based on... Uh, when I was just on with Perch, they're asking Kickstarter versus Indiegogo. And uh, I have several... Clearly, I have several reasons why I prefer Indiegogo over Kickstarter, uh, the least of which is I've made a number of videos being very critical of Kickstarter. So there's that too. Sure. Well,
0: and and you're doing that from the uh, from the creator standpoint, the way that uh, you know you yep. use the system. I prefer Indiegogo as a customer uh, because because I pay for a lot of stuff with my PayPal card when I'm paying online. Mm. Uh, and and it's you know I'll do a stream like this with you, and then when it's over, I'm like, okay, can I back this thing right now? I look at PayPal, I'm like, yes, I can, and I say, Pay Indiegogo, take my money, and Indiegogo says, yes, we will. Uh, when I'm on Kickstarter and talking with somebody, I'm like. And, and I don't do this anymore, but I, I'd had this happen. It was like, hey, okay, Kickstarter, take my money. And Kickstarter said, we'll think about it. And then three weeks later, I'm doing another interview. I'm like, oh, look, I have money in PayPal. Indiegogo, take my money. And then Kickstarter comes back the next day and said, hey, where's that money you said we could have? Like, why didn't you take it three weeks ago? Because they don't take it until they fulfill. Yeah. So that's why, that was why I really didn't like Kickstarter to begin with. And then this past week, they gave me another reason not to like them, uh, because people who started using backer kit for their campaigns. Oh, yeah. And I guess there's a valid benefit to the creator using backer kit. But when I get a notice that, Hey, we're ready to fulfill the book and you need to pay us money for shipping now. I don't like that.
1: <laughs> yeah. It's a, it's a surprise. Um backer kit reached out to me they do this every campaign but you have a campaign it gets funded and then backer kit will send you an email saying hey we're here and they want to cut you know clearly their business but my experience as a backer with backer kit was the same thing you thought you're good with shipping and then now you have to pay an extra cost and then they have yeah it's annoying so indigo again this is another point for indiegogo but you get the You can do add-ons. You can still do upsells, but it's in the campaign. So you're going to make that purchasing decision once when you back it. And, um, you know, it it has everything there. So, And I
0: think uh, a lot of people are going to start using the the add-ons more um, as they design their campaigns. Uh, I know the add-ons have been there for a while, but I think they've really sort of perfected how they get used now because they were kind of confusing before. Uh, I, I really think that campaigns within the near future are going to be, you know, here's the book and they're, you're not going to have to figure out, well, how many permutations do I have to put out here for tiers so that they can get the book and the bookmark and the t-shirt or the book and the t-shirt or the bookmark and the t-shirt. Um, yeah, you know, that just drives you crazy.
1: And that is, it's almost better. Cause it's more like a, a shopping cart that way. This is my first time using back, uh, add-ons and it's, it's been, it's been huge. I think, um, now it's like, I can't go back. I have to use add-ons because you there's so many different, like you say, permutations. And, and you're going to get backers saying, hey, I want this, but I want this too. You need a tier for that. And with the, with, uh, the add-ons, you just say, I mean, oh, back I'll whatever work. you want, essentially, and add on what you need. Yeah. I don't know how that's going to make fulfillment. I imagine it's going to be a pain. <laughs> I'll tell you how it makes fulfillment because guess what? We do fulfillment. You're doing oh. it.
0: And and I have already um, we did the uh, we didn't do the fulfillment but we did like the pre fulfillment uh, and consulting for Florida Man uh, and they did it on mm-hmm. Kickstarter and Indiegogo and they had also a website where they sold a few copies through that so I got all three of the spreadsheets that came in at once and yeah. you know fortunately I'm a 30 year IT guy and I have SQL Server at my fingertips and I just formulated all the data but for people who you know don't have me or that kind of skill set. Your spreadsheet from Indiegogo is going to be different than, you know, here are my tiers because it's going to be, you know, here's your, your, your CSV is going to be, you're like, here's your ad, maybe I should go this way. So it looks good on screen. Here's your address and here's your buyer and how much they spent. And then it's like item, 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 because that's what they picked on the tier. Mm. Well, with the add-ons, you get another line with the same uh, backer ID and it's the same address, $0.00 got all rolled up into the one above it, and here's the item. And then there'll be a line for each item that they added on. So you have your main line that could have multiple items on it, and then one per each after that for each add-on. And if you're not watching it, or you don't know how to sort that together, you're gonna mess it up. And you might skip a line, um, you know, I, I could go into a real long uh, dissertation on you know, data flow and how I took it from a horizontal stack to everything in a vertical stack and then recompressed everything back to a horizontal stack, so it was one line, but nobody wants to hear that.
1: Uh, <laughs> I might, though, when I'm, when I'm at that phase. It's, uh, that's been a worry of mine. is uh, So a big part of my process has been, okay, now we're working on the collector bundle tier right now. So we're going to pack all these packages exactly the same and then when yeah. we're finished, we're going to stick those shipping labels on. But now it's like, you have to be very aware of what each order is and what their package looks like and that they match.
0: Exactly. Well, what we did for Florida, man, when we did the spreadsheets like that, um, I then grouped them so that everything that was the same on one row got put together and we gave that a pack ID. So we said, you know, this is I G G FM one. Mm. Uh, and then, we sorted them by that so that when we printed the pack lists, yes, we printed we printed a mail merge pack list with the Florida Man logo on it uh, for all 800 of them. And then he could print those out They came out in order so we could say, okay, these top 15 are all group one. Hand that to somebody, say, here, make 15 of these. And the next, you know, 37 were group two. Somebody go pack up, you know, 37 of these. That's uh, smart. But, but yeah, definitely, like you said, it's what we do. Pick one thing first, put it all together, and then package them up so you so you can do it mindlessly
1: yeah Uh, that makes sense yeah i'm gonna i'm gonna take that idea (laughs) and uh yeah add like sub categories like you say the one two or whatever abc it's a good idea
0: just just sort them together it's 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 it makes your life a lot easier uh and i'm and i fear that there are people out there doing campaigns that are like they're just following the spreadsheet in order they got okay the first guy he gets this this and this Uh, And that's why it's probably taken them like you know three months to fulfill a campaign, whereas you know a little bit of strategy you can fulfill it in a week.
1: Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's a cut any little corners you cut for time. Obviously, you know you want them packed nice and everything, but you get you're definitely getting a workflow uh, to make it work in a quick, efficient way. And if you can cut out steps, that's (laughs) that's a good way to go. My first campaign was a little bit of a mess because we are learning, but it sure. en- ended up being less, uh, it definitely took a lot more time just because we were figuring it out.
0: Yeah. But, but you know, that's the, th- that touches on one of the really cool things about all this crowdfunding and whether it's, you know, CG crowdfunding or, or other crowdfunding, uh, everybody's helping each other out and people who are getting into their first campaigns and they're stumbling around, you know, they, they can call up, uh, they can call up you or not call, but you know, they can chat you up on Twitter or, or, on your campaign, say, "Hey, how did you do this? Because this is what I want to do, and you did something similar." Mm-hmm. Or you know, they can consult with us about, "Hey, how can I get all this put together before I launch my campaign?" Uh, and 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 they help each other. Uh, that's something that you know the big industries didn't do with each other. They you know they were in competition. They wanted to, to destroy each other.
1: Yeah, again, it's funny. Um, I mentioned in my video today. I had I get questions all the time on how do you do crowdfunding? You know, you primarily, it's that it's like, how do I get funded? Um, And it's funny, because on one hand, you're, you're like, am I going to share all of my expertise, my experience with a potential uh, competitor? You know what I mean? Sure. But then at the same time, it's like, I don't know. I, I would have loved to have somebody right at the get go that was helping me and giving me advice. And I've had, I've had a little bit of that over the years, but um, it wasn't really until, you know, getting into comics gate and you know, meeting all the creators here that I started getting advice freely like that. So for me, it's pretty important just to I try to be helpful and it, it clearly takes a lot of work anyway, even if you have the right kind of advice, it still takes Oh a yeah. person on the other end of that has to do a lot of work. So I figure, you know, I'll just be really open uh, with everything that I know. I think uh, that that's what makes it so great right now. Well,
0: we've talked 20 minutes. We haven't talked about the book. Uh, we've talked around the book and I've got it pulled up here. Uh, this is God. I had you on for your first book. And, uh, now back, back, back when you were, you know, just up and comer and now you're, you're way past me with terms of your channel and your production and everything. I still feel like I'm still playing with the Tinker Toys. Uh,
1: but time has just flown past that you're on your third book now. I, yeah, it's, it's wild. And my fourth campaign yeah, third book in a series. When I think about that, Nacho and I were talking that how we've been we've been working together for like three years. <laughs> it, it's just weird to think about. Um, so time does fly, but so cool to look back and have be building this body of work.
0: And, and how how big have you planned for this uh, body of work to be? I mean, is did did you know at the end of issue one that yeah we're going to keep going or?
1: Uh, issue one was definitely, uh, it was up in the air cause it, it was my first full comic book, my first crowdfunded, uh, comic. And so I didn't know if I would be able to do more than just one book. I didn't even know if I'd be able to do one book. So what I did is I took a, a large idea I had that was a little bit more epic and I figured out how can I take this story and just do it in one comic book. Um, and then that's the idea, the concept that I went to crowdfunding with and I launched that and, um, it did well. And so, you know, during the campaign (laughs) at some point I thought, okay, well now maybe I can do a second book. So I don't want to end this. I don't want to make it a one shot. I want to, you know, expand it a little bit. Let's leave it a little bit more open. And so uh, that's why, you know, we changed the script and made it a little open-ended uh, at the first the end of the first book uh, and then the second book was me finishing well we'll do the story arc trying to be very modest with my my uh, steps and progress through the story so we really resolved it in the second book for the most part but again that funded well i got a lot of really great feedback from readers and so with downcast three it was like I, okay i'm fully committed now to doing exactly the story i wanted to do in the first place and so i'm going to make the pacing work for it i'm gonna we're starting a new story arc and i'm gonna you know pull out all the stops and do this exactly how i wanted to i'm gonna pretend like i just got hired by a publisher and i'm doing a full-on comic series so um yeah so to, to answer your question uh for downcast in these crowdfunded volumes I have right now, a total, so it'd be a total of six that are planned. So this will be the third one. And then I have three more that I would love to do that would tell a, you know pretty epic story, and I would be pretty satisfied as a creator with what I'm able to achieve uh, in that uh, you know those numbers of books. Um, of course, there's still you can get canceled by the readers. <laughs> That's the way oh, that yeah. I look at it. So if the series gets canceled by the readers, so to speak then uh you know you roll with the punches but right now with volume 3 because i had enough profits to fund it uh and to to make it happen before i was just went into it very confident and um i just yeah again made it exactly how i wanted it to be planning on there being a downcast number 4 so so you you, you
0: made enough on 2 you're saying to actually pay for 3 and then you're funding 3 So that should speed up production, I would imagine, because I would think it's like underway.
1: Greatly. Yeah, the book's finished. So uh, we all the art, uh, all the coloring is finished right now. An editor is editing. Uh, And then we're going to, I said, like, lettering is greenlit, but Eric's a little busy right now. So I said, okay, well, we'll do editing first. They'll probably be better anyway. So we're going to do editing. Go to Eric, get the letters done. Go back to editing again. Uh, make sure like we I got to make sure that it's good uh and then uh we'll go to print so the plan here is to go to print at the end of the you know at the end of these next 27 days uh I am going to extend the campaign just full disclosure uh probably for another two weeks and then uh while that's happening the book will be at the printer we'll do the proofing and everything so by the end of that two weeks I will go ahead and pull the trigger and um the book production should be pretty quick after that. So I I, I really want to get this shipped out fairly soon. I put August as the, as the date that we're going to fulfill, but that's uh, very aggressive. It is, but it, it's partially just, you know, the book's done. I'm using a U.S. printer. And I think if we're getting the book to the printer early, you know, during the campaign um, it should work out pretty well. So, yeah. So,
0: um, to that point, I mean, there are, I have found some publishers who go through crowdfunding, who are putting out regularly scheduled books, um, and I I talked with some of them on on this channel. Uh, the guys who put out a book called uh, Miskatonic High uh, on Kickstarter, it's a, like Lovecraft meets uh, Buffy the Vampire Slayer, the high school kids. They had five issues done before they launched their first one. And and wow. now they're you know they're they're launching issue number twelve, but they regularly fulfill every three months. It's there's a book every three months, yeah. because they've got the pressure off of them. Uh, I don't know if it'll catch up to them or not, but uh, it's successful, and I hope that more people you know are able to follow that, like like you've been able to with making the money off the first ones. And and yeah. do not, you think you're going to crowdfund everything?
1: Um for the foreseeable future, yes. Um, but the way that I, I, I don't think crowdfunding as it is is optimal. Um, and part of that is like the expectation is you're helping me fund the creation of this book, but the wait time is so long, it's just hard to be consistent. You know, from like YouTube, for example, the best way to build a YouTube audience is you're putting out content regularly. Um, and and that helps build an audience. With comics, I think it works exactly the same way, and so oh, yeah. I'd love to get over to a model like that, where you know Brian Polito is another great example. Um, so I don't think it's going to be four times a year for me, but I think it could be twice a year. And if people know I launch a certain month every year and I fulfill a certain month every year, then um, I think that that's that's the best scenario. That's a, a sustainable scenario for it to move forward. And then, of course, it goes through Alterna Comics and it's going in, uh, sold through Alterna. It's open to comic shops. Uh, distribution's a little strange right now at the moment. But sure. Um, but yeah, I think I think it's part of a sustainable model. It's just not quite, I'm not quite there, but this is a big step in the right direction.
0: It, it, it's come a long way. Um, I know that when the crowdfunding thing was really first catching on, crowdfunding has been going on since 2000. 14, 15, I want to say with, with comics. Uh, But, but when the whole movement really took off in, in 2017, 2018, uh, I I talked with Tim Lim uh, in in a comic shop about about this on a stream. Uh, And the biggest concern I had was, you know, sustainability. I mean, you know, if you, you, great, you sell a book, but you know, who's going to come back for your second issue. And, you know, if you're, if you're putting out a 22 page comic for 25 bucks um, and you got to wait a year or a year and a half to get the next one, this is a fad that's not gonna stick around now, thankfully, I've been proven wrong uh because it it does look like it's you know still a very healthy uh, independent publishing industry
1: uh, yeah and, and I've had my doubts too uh with with crowdfunding just how much you know people get fatigue you know crowdfunding fatigue they get sick of it but I think um I think that's really where I mean Tim Lim is a good example too that he just he's got more of a schedule down, you know? Um, so I think getting to that people are going to be less fatigued if it's viewed more as a pre-order, you know, like you're ordering the book and you're going to get it in a couple months. Right. That, uh, that, you know, limits the wait time. They're still excited about the book when they get it. I don't know if you've ever had the experience of getting a book, you backed and it's been so long that you just don't even care about it anymore. (laughs) i've had I've i had those happen
0: i've had that kind of sort of happen in, in by proxy um somebody got their copy of red rooster and they didn't even open it they're like they just put it on twitter says this just arrived i don't even want it anymore it's still sealed who wants it 15 bucks i'm like okay yeah so, yeah. so i got somebody else's cast off red rooster yeah um, and you know yeah i'd been forever ago since i'd seen that came out as well and I was kind of like lost all interest plus I'd read the first two issues from Walmart so right
1: there's that too yeah
0: (laughs) some of the some of the tension off of the whole storytelling um so let's look at what you you do have here I mean first of all I think the story setting is is interesting uh for your for your world here because strata is this skybound world they've 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 reversed gravity they figured out how to control gravity yeah Uh, and so they're all living in cloud cities in the sky sort of like you know orlando calrician would be found yeah Uh, and yet you're throwing it deep into the ocean which it it is counterintuitive to what you would expect in this world uh what, what what drove you to take take that kind of a position here to start here
1: yeah um so in it's an idea i've had for a while now and i hinted at it and uh Downcast Volume Two. I had uh, the Secret History of Strata, which was sort of the extras material. It was sort of a collection of journal entries um, at the end of the book, and they're t- it told a story about this this explorer that first found the substance that made them give you know gave them a build ability to control gravity. And if you ingest it, it's going to make you lose your mind and uh you know but you'll also have some intense powers and you can't really die so uh th- this character basically gets thrown into the ocean into a dive he's they put him in a diving suit throw him into the ocean with an anchor so that they don't have to deal with him the captain of the ship because he's lost his mind and uh, this character's been wandering the bottom of the ocean uh for a very long time when he gets to the surface the world is not what it looked like when he went under in the 1800s. So uh, he sees that most of humanity has fled to the sky and uh, he wants some revenge for uh, what he's been through. So that that's sort of uh, where he comes from and what it's about. Um, I think it's, it's, he just has such a cool backstory. I had so much fun with him. He's one that I'd love to do a mini series with, uh, you know, to tell more about his story, but, Um, yeah so it's sort of tying all things together downcast has been really viewed as a a science fiction and i haven't like i hear people say that and i understand but to me it's not really science fiction Um, it is the space between science fiction and fantasy and you're always wondering in the first two uh, installments like there's all this they're always alluding to this uh, fantastic elements out there in these gods, but you don't see any evidence of it. In Downcast 3, it's finally, now we see the other side of the coin, which is the fantastic you know, fantasy elements of it. And so it's really fun to sort of play, you get to play a little bit in both sandboxes. Yeah, and and he doesn't,
0: at least in any of the panels that have been released, he doesn't ever come out of that diving suit. Uh, no yeah, above ground
1: he won't um in his backstory he uh i mean none of this is is seeing print but if it does if it does well and people want to see uh a mini series you'd have this he takes he'll take his helmet off once um but uh but in the story uh, yeah you're not going to see him take off his diving suit you imagine he's a guy that's been in that diving suit for hundreds of years um and uh, it kind of adds a little bit to his uh, you know, mystique and I don't know, it makes for a fun oh, character. Oh, yeah. Yeah, I mean, if, if, you, if you
0: take him out now after this, it, it's like learning Wolverine's real name or yeah. you know, um, who, who the Joker's mother was or something. That would be horrible. Uh, right. <laughs> keep the mystery in place. Yeah. Uh, now, this is the start of a new story arc too, right? I mean, uh, are, are they all the start of a new story arc? I mean, one, one was self-contained, two was self-contained.
1: Uh, one and two were very much part of the same story arc one left at a pretty big cliffhanger i always try to have some kind of resolution to give readers so they have you know you you want some satisfaction that there's something that's yeah. been resolved uh, but there's a pretty big cliffhanger at the end of one at the end of two it resolves mostly It it it's pretty resolved except for i think one or two little loose ends that people could point to um, so the way I viewed number three is I really tried to think of myself as I'm a brand new writer that got hired to write for Downcast. There's an existing uh, origin story. There's an existing you know continuity I have to respect, but what would I do here? Let's start fresh. And so that's the way that I really viewed it. And it does, you're still going to need to read the other two books, admittedly, because it, it's pretty important to the, just the foundation of the whole series. Uh, but this starts a brand new story arc. you've got new problems uh new characters, new villains uh that I've put a lot of work into and um, I think it'll make for a new direction that even if you if you liked downcast one and two, I think number three is gonna uh be pretty interesting because it's uh it takes things in an entirely different direction
0: yeah that 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 shark image right there is just that that's iconic that just sticks with you him facing down that great white. Yeah, Um, And him being, him being unkillable doesn't really enter your mind at the moment. He's like, Oh, you're toast. You're, (laughs) you you may be unkillable, but you're coming out the back end of that shark someday.
1: Yeah. Yeah. And the sharks too, maybe a little spoiler, but if you've uh, read one and two um, you know, when you ingest some of the stone, your eyes glow, there's, it has like this glowing effect and you see that that shark. shark. And so it's just, it's just a little thing, but um, there's a, There's, yeah, there's a little bit more going on. And once you start seeing the connections and, and uh, I don't know, just lots of fun little things, I think that are going to make this a much more rich world.
0: So, so this is the stone that, that uh, has the properties in it that allow people to cancel gravity. This, this reminds me of uh, a caverite, which which I think was uh, either Jules Verne or HG Wells, one of those two guys uh, put it in their story. And it was, you know, it, it was how they got to the moon. Because they were able to uh reverse gravity on the rocket ship, and that's how they left. They didn't have propulsion, they went anti-gravity. Mm. Uh, very forward thinking. But I have to ask, and and I ask this about everything I find out being ingested, like people licking frogs for you know, narcotic episodes. <laughs> yeah. What in the world made somebody think to do that in the first place? This is a rock. And what 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 made the people think in the, in your world? What happens if?
1: Yeah so uh that's a great question the in uh, the secret history of strata again i i kind of allude to this but um the i'll just give you the whole origin of it but it's a meteor that crashes down to earth in the amazon and um when it does it's like a very soft metal it's softer than gold you know very soft metal actually pretty light and um there's this almost mind control temptation power that it has when it's in a very raw, uh, form. And so it's, it's almost like it flicks off a a dust or like spores, you know, that, uh, that'll sort of tempt you. So it's, it's a temptation that you have, it's hard to resist that. You got to taste this now over the years, um, the, they've learned to refine this stuff, the substance. And so it's in a more manageable state. They go from having a very large meteorite about the size of a car down to you know the size of the orb that you see in downcast one and two or one really just in one. It's about that big. And so it was just a refinement process and they figured out how to make it safe. And it's so rare and uh, really only kept in one place in the city. Uh, so they they keep it away from people. But yeah, and it's raw state. It's very it's this temptation that's ever present.
0: And a little goes a long way, I guess, because you know, it's, it's like, he doesn't seem to have to take any more of it. Um, to keep his power levels up. He's, he's changed forever.
1: Yeah. He's permanently changed his, uh, he's the first example of, uh, somebody that has tasted the, of the stone. Um, and he's come to senses at least a little bit. So, uh, you, you go into a delirious state, uh, when you take it and, um, and the question is, like, because in, in book two, in volume two, you have Rise, the villain, tastes it. Uh, he eats some. And, um, you know, you're always wondering, you know, he's lost his mind and he's got something going on inside his head, a real battle going on, and it's hard to figure out. But the question is, like, well, what happens to him? And I don't want to give away, you know, what happens to him. But it, it always, that's one of the loose ends. You're wondering, well, wait a second. If uh, this, the diver guy here, Monstro, has been alive what about rise? (laughs) You know, where is he? So, um, yeah, it's a bit of a MacGuffin, uh, to add the, you know, the stone, but it really does. I think it, it, it's the perfect marriage between science fiction and fantasy. So you could either view it as a purely, it's another element that they're learning to control or the other side of it is that it's a, it's a gift from the gods or a curse from the gods. And, uh, people are going to deal with it in different ways, depending on how they, you know, what their beliefs are around the, the stone.
0: Hey, if it's a metal that makes you want to taste it, and then it drives you crazy when it's in your head, maybe it's alive and it's an alien. This is how it takes over. But, you know,
1: it's yeah, a you, parasite.
0: You,
1: you don't know, yeah.
0: <laughs> J, JF is in chat. and He's asked the question, he's uh, looking at the rest of entertainment, the trend is to go digital. Uh, not sure how that would work for comics. Do you have any ideas? Well, well, JF, it, it actually does work for comics quite well because um, Comixology has been doing digital comics for, for a long time. I don't know if you if you've explored any of those areas i will say that i didn't see any pdfs of uh digital versions on on this campaign at least not where i've scrolled so far uh are you um shying away from doing the pdf kind of thing or
1: um i've done i've done pdfs for the first two uh based off demand i think people realize now that um because alterna is publishing it it's gonna be digital with alterna and so yeah, if people want digital of uh, Downcast Three or all the Downcasts, I totally get that. Um, but I, I just think it makes more sense to just when it comes out through Alterna Digital, that's yeah. a good place to buy it, and it'll save you money too. If that's yeah. Let somebody concern. else handle
0: that. <laughs> that's one yeah. less thing you have to do for production.
1: Right. Yeah. For here, it's like the big part is getting the book printed and, and all that. So that's sort of the priority.
0: So this is this is gonna be eighty pages, uh, perfect bound, so the nice square square edge spine um is that big enough to actually print on the spine the the name of the book it's 60 pages
1: yeah i've i've done it before um when it's uh let's see it was 52 so it ended up being 56 pages of actual printed pages on downcast one it's pretty narrow uh but i did it downcast two is 88 pages um, but I used really thick paper stock too. So on this one, I have a lot of people telling me to ease off. We used a hundred pound paper stock. So a lot of people told me to ease off because it, it, it just kind of gets ridiculous when you're turning pages and it feels like you're turning two pages every time. So I think we might go down to 80 pound paper stock. So it's still really thick, but not card stock.
0: <laughs> yeah. Um, yeah, I, I get you there. Um, I totally lost, totally lost the question. My phone flashed in my eye off the side here, and it just sucked the question right out of my head. Yeah, you're good.
1: You were asking about the width. I don't know if it had anything to do with that, the the spine width.
0: Yeah, I was kind of sort of going there, and then I it it'll come back to me, I'm sure. But it had to do with uh oh, design. Yes, I got to look back at your book hmm. and uh design. I'm I'm a I'm a I'm a font freak. Uh, yeah. And I, I find it interesting how people design titles. Uh, and I'm just gonna, finding a bigger version of it here. If, if, if I didn't have a font of something, I wouldn't be able to come up with a title. That's just the way it is. Mm-hmm. But this is a specially designed one, and I was you know, I wanted to find out what was uh, what was the design process for coming up with the downcast logo, the the, the you know the font you chose, the double slash, all that stuff.
1: That, that, that's a really good question. Um, you, I mean, man, it feels like a long time ago, but I started out. Uh, I tried one out, and I started posting it on Twitter uh, that I designed myself and immediately people were like, no man, this is sucks. (laughs) It's garbage. So, uh, I was like, okay, okay. And then, uh, illustrator monk, I don't know if you've ever seen uh, him around on Twitter. So he, he did a, just a quick, uh, design for me and is like, this is better. And uh, I was like, wow, thanks. Um, so I had that and I started playing with that a little bit and putting it on different images. And then, uh, you know, even still, it just wasn't quite there—not quite what we wanted. So when I got connected with Eric Weathers and I hired him to do um, the lettering, he designed the logo for me. So uh, yeah, I hired him to do it. We had an Illustrator monks version. There were some lines, sort of diagonal lines in it, and so Eric took that, uh, incorporated it into the new logo, and uh, the new logo is very. It's almost like it's two words downcast, yeah uh, which gives it more of a square you know it takes up more vertical space than it was before, which is actually great, I think for a comic logo uh, because you you want that logo a little bit bigger on the page so people can see it across the room yeah so, and then
0: the word the two words are connected by you know the 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 yep. the downward um angled slashes there, so it 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 kind of gives it that motion of you know down you you know yeah down down it's kind of like cast away you know they made everyone says it was cast away but if you look at the title of the posters it's two separate words and that's on purpose also yeah um, so oh, yeah so downcast um why why is that the title i mean everything's up everything's floating everything's anti gravity
1: yeah um, so I had a different name for it initially it was actually called Physica initially that is a long time ago um, and before I had art before I connected with uh, Nacho to do the artwork or anything um, and when I had my YouTube channel going and I was talking about making a comic book I actually asked for help from my audience on the title and I gave them my idea of physica and everyone's like, eh, you know, so it's funny because like crowdfunding is such a huge aspect of this, but it's only scratches the surface because really a lot of the creative kind of push for it has been from the crowd, you know, from YouTube viewers. So, um, yeah, I actually asked viewers for titles. They came up with several titles. Uh, I, I told them, you know, these are the kind of themes that I'm looking for. And part of it is being, you know, living in a society that refuses to let you exist in, you know, it's going to be pushing you down. Um, It's, you know, and and in the book, there's definitely a political thriller element to the first story arc. Um, And so that's, that's a component of it. So there are a few different ideas that I really liked. Downcast was one, I think one was Spiral Heights, uh, which was a cool title, but I think we decided that was taken by, like a band or something like oh. it, something out there. So just for Google reasons, it's like no, we can't can't do that title. Um, but yeah, there were a few other titles that I think would have worked. But Downcast made a lot of sense. There's something too with it, just you know, Downcast, Sweetcast, uh, yeah, <laughs> you know. So that actually for branding, not intentional, but it, it has actually been really good because people associate me with sweet cast with downcast. And so it really unites all the, you know, all of my properties together. So it's been nice actually.
0: So, so when you get to the uh, Dracula book, you're going to have to call it like blood cast or something just to
1: <laughs> cat. But yeah, isn't that, that's a real thing, huh? Blood cast is when there's like spatter or whatever. I think yes. it's a, yeah. Um, yeah. We'll uh, we're working on Dracula, but I think for that, it's like, I'm just going to totally lean into, um, exploiting my last name, you know? <laughs> yeah. Well, that was one of the, uh,
0: that, that's one of the things that did come up on the, on the show when we did have you on, cause you hadn't done the ancestry thing yet. And, uh, I was yeah. like, oh, you gotta go in ancestry and, you know, see if you really are, you probably, you know, third, fifth cousin. Did, did you find out what the, uh, actual connection was? Um,
1: yeah, I'm probably going to mess this up, but I think that we are 11th cousins four times removed.
0: <laughs> but it still um, counts <laughs>
1: it still counts and it's weird cuz it's not i don't share my last name with him like my the stoker and my name doesn't go back to his stoker so it's uh, actually through my mom's side and uh it's it's sort of a strange journey up but that is that, weird. yeah it's very strange uh, but you know
0: <laughs> but it still worked out i mean you know the it, you you got to figure it somehow you know your dad's chain will also loop back around but You know, once you follow it through to make that happen, you have to live with the uncomfortable knowledge that your mother and father are related. Uh, (laughs) Right.
1: Yeah, I don't want to, I don't want to find the connection there, but uh, (laughs) who knows? Um, Yeah, it it was, uh, it was really interesting to see my mom's the one that actually, she's like, I I looked it up and we are actually related. Um, So I was like, I have to see this, you know, I've got to do it on a stream. So, yeah, I've got receipts and everything. So. It's Very pretty cool. cool.
0: How 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 is that uh, book coming along? I mean, is it still planning stages? Or are you doing any development work on it?
1: Yeah, I've been um been doing some scripting on it. I have an editor hired uh, that's you know helping me with just the conceptual at the conceptual stage. Uh, I was a little bit further along and I had to stop it because I needed to make sure that, you know, first we had downcast that was already in production. So we got had to get that one finished Um, fatal clearly needs to get finished. We got to ship that out. So Dracula, put on hold just so I could get, you know, these two other books completed and out. So um, that's where we're at now, but I've told people that Dracula is the next book. So if, if downcast three does well, um, hopefully I'll have some seed money and I can start production on Dracula and we'll sort of move on to the next, uh, you know, Next yeah. phase of crowdfunding. Now,
0: fatal obviously still hasn't fulfilled. Did you have any hesitations about launching Downcast Three because of this fact?
1: Absolutely, yeah. Um, I uh, I worry about that all the time. I worried about it more before, but um, it's to me, it's not. It's just not the way that I want to run publishing. You know, I want to have one book totally tied up, shipped out first. Um, what it came down to is that I realized that the delays that we were having, uh, Charlie had asked for more time. And so, you know, it's, it's, it was hard. His wife has cancer. So it's kind of complicated things. Sure. Um, and so at the same time, downcast was finished. So it feels really bad to have a finished book. That's just sitting there. You know, it's not like I needed, uh, we needed more time to produce it or anything. It's just, it's finished and we're waiting to ship it out. So, I was hoping that between, you know, downcast being finished and the fact that I've already fulfilled two campaigns that people will be understanding. Yes. Um, and so far they have been, I still get a lot of questions about fatal, which is, you know, totally justified. Um, but yeah, I, it, I had a lot of pause. I was really unsure if I should have launched it. Well, and you know, again, like you, like you
0: said, it's not like fatal was your first book. Uh, yeah. you you did- track record to, to base things off of and you know it's it's pretty public knowledge that your, your artist is going through some stuff right now so yeah uh, I, I don't think uh any company you know if you had another book ready to go would sit there and say no we've got to wait for this to finish up here before we take the next step yeah uh, and you know I, I'm, I'm glad you did and obviously you know the the dollars are showing that uh you know people are behind you so far not from this show they're not because it hasn't moved an inch since you came on here so i have not helped you <laughs> at all Ah uh, you wasted a no. big time
1: here <laughs> it, no, it's all good it, it, seriously once you get into this stage of the campaign it's it slows down and uh you know we've we've still had like ten new backers today so um but it's uh you kind of just have to be very relaxed about it you, you still get out there and promote but don't stress about it you know
0: yeah now the uh are you offering one and two in any version on here since they are available through alterna?
1: Uh, yeah, so the, not the alternate, well, I have alterna the number one, if you want a signed uh copy of the alterna, uh, version, but, um, if you want the crowdfunded versions, I sold out of number ones. So, uh, I d- did a reprint. So it's actually volume one and volume two combined. So you're talking 120 page, uh, graphic novel and you can add it onto any tier. So you can be a new reader anywhere. Excellent, excellent. But I do have a tier that that specifically says new readers just to make it simple. So you can get back that you'll get the reprint along with uh, downcast three.
0: All right. So you got two different covers so far. Are you going to have a third cover coming up at any time. I know a lot of times they, it, so it's, it's one or the other.
1: Yeah. Just the two covers. Um, I think uh, I like to stick, especially with downcast. I like to stick with two covers and that's the max. Uh, with Fatal, we've considered bringing out a third cover uh, you know, pr- pretty seriously sometimes, and we still might. That's a potential. But uh, for now, I don't know. I think two covers is a pretty good place to be.
0: And, and uh, you've gone with the T-shirts routes this time as well. Um...
1: Yeah, T-shirts, they're also an add-on. Uh, so I know we have two ordered up front, but uh, we've got s- several more. Uh, they have been ordered as add-ons with other, uh, tiers. So that's been not really nice to see. Um, yeah, I liked, I'd like doing t-shirts. I just, uh, want to get the right supplier that does them how I want them. <laughs> yeah. I'm just, I'm just curious. Why, why did you leave the
0: title logo off the t-shirt design?
1: Um, it, it was mainly just about making it be about the artwork, um, you know, I could put it on and I've considered like putting it on the back or something. That would probably be the smart branding thing to do.
0: Well, because that gives some, that gives people something to Google. I always say that when people do yeah. stickers, I'm like, yeah, your, your character is great, but nobody loves your character yet. Put your logo somewhere, you know, even right. if it's in the background of the character so that, you know, Joe Blow walks past and says, Well, that's a really cool looking character. I wonder what downcast is. Right. Right. It gives yeah. To type.
1: Totally. Uh, yeah, I get that. Um, I think, uh, yeah I don't know. it was just a decision, and I think uh, if I could go back, I would probably add it. I think you are right. Um, now it's on the t-shirt though. <laughs> so I yes. don't know if I can change it.
0: Uh, well, if they haven't printed the t-shirt yet, you could, but you know that's
1: yeah, yeah. I mean adding it on the back would be a good option.
0: Uh, yeah, there you go. There you go because then you could just you can leave the the tier alone here and then just over here on the left side where everything's bigger, say, oh by the way, here's the back of the shirt. <laughs>
1: Right. Yeah,
0: exactly. Or even on the sleeve or something. Uh, Darth Bobcat is uh, has high hopes for you right now. He wants to know, is <laughs> comics your main income source at this point?
1: No, it's not. Um, I wish it was. But uh, at this point, I, I still am really in growth phase. And so I've been reinvesting a lot of money. Fatal made a lot of money. But um, I, you know to be honest, Charlie's also a really expensive artist. So sure. um, it's not... Uh, Yeah. It it hasn't been like I'm lining my pockets or anything. It's been a nice side gig though. I try to make sure that I always get paid, um, with every, uh, book. So that way, you know, it's worth my effort. Um, but yeah, a lot of the money I'm, I'm uh, just putting right into the next book so we can keep production going. And you
0: also have an option here for a a novel that you've written all for Owen, um, which has an Mm -hmm. interesting sort of plague mask cover, uh, on it which is timely since we just came out of you know the plague <laughs> right yeah um
1: yeah, it, um, yeah it's, so it's not an ash can it's a full novel um not graphic novels just a novel it's one that i published in 2011 um so you're it's like over 300 pages uh novel um so i just figured a lot of people were doing ash cans or other story content so i thought i would do all for owen that way you know, people have a shot to get it. We did a brand new cover for it, uh, for the campaign. And I don't know, I just, I like the idea of people getting a little bit more for their money. If you're going to pay for a package to get to you, especially if you're living in the UK or something, uh, you're going to get a whole lot of entertainment with only one shipping cost. Yeah.
0: Yeah. Definitely, uh, get as much as you can in the, in the box because it doesn't go up that much. Um, yeah, well, it it, it does. I'm, I'm saying this from the shipping perspective again, you know, when, when somebody says, well, look, my book is only going to weigh, you know, um, a pound, a pound and a half. And I'm like, yeah. And your, your Gemini mailer with a label on it and tape weighs 5.2 ounces. And they're like you weighed the box. I'm like, your post office is going to weigh the box. Right. So, yeah. So, you know, if you if you come out at like a, a pound and 15 ounces, I'm like, no, you say that you're over two pounds. You don't want to be surprised in the very end. Uh, especially if you do something silly, like say, oh, I've decided to make the, you know, we hit a stretch goal. Now all the covers are going to be metal.
1: Um, yeah, <laughs> <it's>
0: Like what? <laughs> that's heavy.
1: Yeah. Or you add pages or just extra prints and, um, you know, trading cards and a, they're pretty thick. You get a stack of trading cards. Uh, I, mean, I mean, yeah, you got to be careful. <laughs> Everything <laughs>
0: and, has mass. And if you exceed, yeah. you know, what your estimates was for your shipping, that's on you. That <laughs> comes out of your profit. Right. Um, you know, it, 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 I, I always say, you know, estimate to the next pound, uh, and and sh- price accordingly. Uh, if it comes out to be slightly under that, nobody's really going to complain that if you uh, were fifty cents over on your shipping. What it really should have been, they complain when it's like seven dollars over what the shipping should have cost. Uh, right. So <laughs> you know, go ahead and give yourself a cushion, folks. It's 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 okay. Uh, right. Now you do have the one hundred dollar alterna sketch cover here um one has been claimed there's no limit on these who's doing the sketching
1: it's me you so uh so yeah i did that sketch uh so i wanted to have a good example but uh, yeah i mean it's really honestly it's the outlet for people that want to support more like at a hundred dollars so you get something unique you get something original uh it's my art so you know <laughs> take take it for what it is uh but uh yeah I don't know. So we've had one taker. Um, and uh, I don't know, it's something I learned from, from Ethan Van Skyver. He, he just said, put a sketch up there and make it a hundred dollars. Cause, uh, you, you know, you never know who wants to just give you a hundred dollars. <laughs> and,
0: and, and there it is. You know, yeah. It was a Dap- Daphne, uh, Lage was, uh, talking on <laughs> one channel. She's like, I, I sell my artwork. I have a piece of artwork. I'm going to sell it for a million dollars. No, but I only need one. <laughs> I only need one customer. Yeah. And, you know, there's, that, that customer could be looking at me right now so uh, and then of course you know you you look at okay you look look at how you undersell yourself here Clint uh, <laughs> this, this speaks this speaks to low self image right here one hundred dollars for Clint Stoker uh personal sketch one thousand dollars for the original cover by Matt Weldon
1: yeah. Uh, that, and that is just a whole different animal, <laughs> but yeah, it's one thing having the original cover one and only that's pretty cool. Um, Matt Weldon's a fantastic artist, especially Indeed. for original art. Um, there's nothing like I mean, when you see it in person, it's just so cool. Cause you see all the little fine detail that he's put in that you, I don't think you can really see, uh, any other way. So it, it, it is pretty cool. I've always sold his for a thousand and every time that's because i think you know if no one buys this then uh i'll keep it <laughs> it's fine with me uh but we'll see so far we've always sold it and uh the campaign is young if someone uh buys it for $1000 that'll really help us out so we'll see now you're you're doing your own interior artwork
0: is that correct or is yeah. somebody else doing the interior i'm
1: i'm doing a little bit uh, i'm doing this eight page story uh, okay so was that always uh, the case? No, <laughs> I kept, I kept uh, sort of waffling it back and forth if I should do it or not. Um, I'm definitely learning as an artist. And so uh, to me, I was like, I don't know if I'm ready. And I'd say that on a video or a live stream. And again, my viewers say, no, we want to see what you can draw. It's just a backup story, you know? So uh, yeah, so do it.
0: I, I can tell you from the, from, from the sketch cover here, uh, when it comes to writers doing sketch covers, I'd much rather have Clint Stoker do a sketch cover than Tom King do a sketch cover, uh, <laughs> beca- because I've seen his sketch covers as well. <laughs> yeah.
1: <laughs> well, thank you. I'll uh, I'll take that compliment. <laughs> yeah. but,
0: okay. I've compared you to Tom King. Come on. No, that's not exactly. Yeah. <laughs> uh, damning with faint praise, if ever it was. Uh, <laughs> All right, so folks, if you uh, want to get in on Downcast 3, um, first of all, don't 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 search on it the way that that, that that Heroinberg typed it into the chat here, because he went with what I said not to do, uh, which was he, <laughs> took, he took the logo that I designed just for a, th- th- a card. There are, there are no threes in the Submerged. Um, Love it. But, but <laughs> if you want to do that, go right ahead. I don't care. I'll send you the PowerPoint that I made it with. Uh <laughs> But but the link, the easiest way to get to it is the link, which is right below the video in the description. Uh, We encourage you to click on that and get your copy of this uh, now, because this is going to go 27 days more, and then two weeks beyond that, you're not going to go a a full 60 days. No, uh, and and then it's going to fulfill. So and 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 nobody's still done it yet, but it's late now. So yeah, they'll 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 catch it on the replay. Uh, Clint, is there anything about downcast that down especially volume three here that you haven't been able to talk about yet. Nobody's asked the right question.
1: No, I think, uh, I think that's the pitch. Um, it's a really exciting story. Um, I I think it really shows some growth in both me and Nacho as a creative team, uh, you know, and respectively with our own craft. Uh, if you like downcast one and two, I think you're going to love downcast three. Uh, maybe you've read any, any of it at all. You're a new reader. Um you know, I think this is cool because you know that you have a lot to sink your teeth into as far as the story goes. Uh we're trying to build a pretty epic world and do some really fun stuff with the story. So uh check it out, give us a shot.
0: All right, folks. Click click on the link, go out there and get um downcast uh submerged. Stumbled over my words for a minute. Uh, And if you want to see more of Clint, you know he's always on his own channel. Right now he's on everybody's channel. But uh, click on the link to his uh, YouTube channel. Subscribe. You'll get some interesting takes on the comic industry as well. Clint, thank you so much for bringing Downcast to us tonight and uh, walking us through this world that you've created. Thanks for having me. Folks in the chat, always appreciate you being here. We don't have a show without you. And as always, we just hope that you came here and had a blast. Good night.